and welcome to Science is fun E. I am Private, aka Avery, and I will be your host. I am also nine years old and currently in fourth grade. Joining us today will be Skipper, aka Craig. Hey, where is that guy? Sorry, I'm late, Private. Did I miss anything? We just started. Why don't you take a seat and tell us what you would like to talk about today? Okay. Monsters. Monsters? Yep. Monsters. Loch Ness Monster, Yeti, Abominable. Abominable. Thanks. Snowman, Bigfoot, you know, monsters. Well, you know those aren't real. You're 68. You should know what's real and what's not by now. What? But what if they are? I've seen pictures, read articles in magazines. How can you say that? Okay, let's take the Loch Ness Monster, for example. What are some things we know about it? Well, we think it lives in a large lake in Scotland called Loch Ness. It's very deep, about 745 feet or 226 meters. The monster probably lives in deep water because it's rarely seen. Maybe it's a plesiosaur. So it's a living thing? Yeah, of course. So? Well, if it's alive and big, then it has a lifespan. A lifespan? Except for very small living things, big things are born, grow mature, decline, and die. It's called a lifespan. All living things that are big have lifespans. A lifespan starts when they are born. They grow, learn to walk, run, fly, or swim, and they mature into adults and get old like you. Hey, I'm not old. And they eventually die. Okay, so larger living things die. So what? Skip, if they die, then there has to be new ones being born, which means there has to be mother and father monsters. There can't just be one. In fact, there has to be many. Wow, you're right. The killer whale pods are 8 to 10 individuals, and all groups of large animals must have individuals coming in and going out of their group to keep the group's genetic diversity. It's diversity that keeps a population strong. Groups with very small numbers eventually die and go extinct. We can talk more about this in an upcoming episode. Don't you see what this means? If they're real, there has to be a lot of monsters in that lake. Cool. So? Skip, remember, living things have to eat to stay alive. And breathe and move around. So what are they eating? It's a lake. A group of large monsters would quickly eat all the fish or plants. I've seen pictures of the lake bottom, and it, and they don't show any plants. And I'm guessing there isn't enough sunlight that reaches the bottom for them to grow. Hmm, I guess you're right. I didn't think of that. And if there are dinosaurs or dragons or whatever, then they would be air breathers, and that means they would be coming to the surface of the lake all the time to get air, and that means people would see them all the time, not just once every couple of years. Wow, that's very good deductive reasoning, Private. I'm proud of you. So I guess the same is true for the abominable... The abominable snowman skipper. Right. So, um, if it lives on the top of snow-covered mountains, what would it be eating? Maybe people. Skipper, nothing grows when it's wintertime and snowy. You know that, right? I guess I do. Hey, Skipper, do you believe in ghosts? Nope. Why not? There are books and movies and TV shows where people go to haunted houses and use their instruments to find ghosts. They record ghost voices and other strange stuff happens. It's really scary. Well, the first red flag you said was TV show. TV shows only make money when there are a lot of people watching. It's called ratings. 
When a show's ratings are high, they can charge more money for the commercials that pop up two or three times during the show and annoy us a whole lot. <laughs> That's how they make money to pay for all the people involved with the show. If ratings are low, the show will probably get canceled. All the people will lose their jobs. So, because people want to keep getting paid, there's a lot of pressure on them to find ghosts. I see, but what's a red flag? A red flag is a warning sign. It tells you to be cautious about what might come next. So, Skipper, I guess I should carry around a red flag whenever you're driving to warn people. Hey, I'm a good driver. So what just happened here, huh? Oh, it's moving on, moving on. So what are the other reasons you don't believe in ghosts? The second reason is that no one has ever captured a ghost to study it. So no one really knows how to make a tool or instrument that will detect a ghost. The people on these shows use things like EMF detectors, which pick up electromagnetic radiation. But since ghosts have never been studied, we don't know if a ghost really emits electromagnetic radiation or not. But what we do know is that radio, TV, and any wires carrying electric current all do emit electromagnetic radiation. So if you had one of these instruments and wanted people to think you found a ghost, you could pretty much point it anywhere. And because electromagnetic radiation is pretty much everywhere, people who don't know this are likely to believe you found a lot of ghosts. <laughs> and all you really found was a wire in a wall. <laughs> That's right. Now you're getting it. When there is money to be made, there'll be people who will try to fool you to make it. But what about the ghost voices they record? Well, Avery, you've seen what we do here on the audio program we use for the show. An expert audio technician can filter and manipulate background noise to sound like pretty much anything they want, even ghostly voices. And once again, no one has ever studied a real ghost, so how do they know what ghosts really sound like? Ooh, well maybe they sound like your little sister Tegan or Kathy Perry. It's Katy Perry, not Kathy Perry. Oh yeah, 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 sure. Sometimes I hear creepy noises in my room at night and see shadows that slowly move before I go to sleep. They really scare me and I can't go to sleep thinking that they might be something bad. Well, being afraid of things is how our ancient ancestors survived. Thousands of years ago, the earth was a very scary place. It was filled with many animals and other things that could harm or, or even kill you, and many of them hunted at night. If you weren't afraid of things that moved around in the dark, you could get eaten. Well, I know there aren't lions or tigers in my room, except for my stuffed animals. So what am I seeing? Well, I can't say for sure, but I suspect you're seeing the moon's light casting shadows from your curtains onto the wall. And since the moon moves across the sky, it might explain why the shadows move slowly. The creaks and other sounds are probably the house cooling down from a hot summer day because the wood it's made of cools or creaks. Maybe it could be from the wind. When the wind blows really hard, sometimes it enters small cracks in the house and produces a whistling or a ooh sound. Could be it's hot water moving through the heating pipes, causing them to expand and contract as they heat up and cool down. You see, our brains are great at making us afraid of things we don't understand. Our ancestors needed that to be afraid and to survive. Don't worry, when you're a kid, everybody's afraid of the dark. You grow out of it the older you get and realize there's nothing scarier in your room, well, except for your little sister. Why don't you do a little research on the internet and get back to us? Okay. I looked around on the internet, and what I found out was a lot of people believe in ghosts. Are they all wrong? 
Well, a lot of people believe in ghosts because they simply want to. Maybe their parents believed in them or they had an experience they couldn't understand. Maybe people just want to make you afraid. They think it gives them some power over you. When people don't know why something happened, oftentimes make up a story or use an explanation like, oh, God did it or it was meant to be or, oh, it's a ghost. When people don't have enough information, their explanations are often wrong. Yeah, people used to believe the earth was flat and the sun revolved around the earth. How could it since it was flat? Anyway, in science class, my teacher talked to us about the earth, sun, and planets. So now we have a better explanation. We know the earth is round and it revolves around the sun and not the other way around. I guess more information you have, the better explanation you'll come up with. Hooray, science! Yeah, you got that right, Private. Question of the week. We ask a question and we invite our listeners to come up with a possible answer or explanation for this phenomenon. And here is our question for this week. There are some things, real objects, that you can only see by not looking at them. When you look at them, you won't be able to see them. And when you don't look at them, you will be able to see them. What are they? Skipper, that doesn't make any sense how you can see something without looking at it. Well, I guess you'll have to wait till next time to find out. <laughs> well, that's our podcast for this week. Come back next week for another episode of Science's Fun E. Oh, and don't forget to visit our website at www.scienceisfune.com or contact us with your answer to the question of the week at question at sciencesfune.com or to suggest possible topics for upcoming episodes, email topics at sciencesfune.com or to email me at private at sciencesfune.com or Skipper at Skipper at sciencesfune.com. I'm Private, a.k.a. Avery, hoping you have a great week. TTFN!